Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's time for Sorallo Sports Talk with Joe Sorallo. Sports Talk and joining the show for the special occasion. He is half of the tandem that makes up the incredible Amateur Hour podcast. It's my good friend, Max Winalski. Max, thanks so much for hopping on, man. Absolutely, Joe. Thank you for having me. It's amazing to have you. And you seem energized. I'm definitely energized. You know who else is energized? Detroit Lions head coach Dan Campbell. Reports just came out yesterday. That man starts every day with 40 ounces of coffee and four shots of espresso now look i would not be where i am right now if i didn't have my double macchiato this morning but does that seem excessive or is that pretty on brand for dan campbell's energy joe my bowels are already hurting just (laughs) thinking about 40 ounces of coffee but if that's what he needs to start his day all the power to him Uh, i mean look i already took the browns to the super bowl if you know what i'm saying that macchiato (laughs) gets things moving but uh, absolutely don't forget this is the same guy who in his introductory press conference went on a tangent about when we fall down, we're going to bite their kneecaps off. I, I mean, yeah, it's not that surprising now to hear that. Oh, yeah, the guy takes four fucking espresso shots to start his day. <laughs> like, I mean, that I mean, was no, I was going to say that's him off the double double right there. I mean, oh, you absolutely. Know. I mean, that press conference like that might have been an out of body experience for him. I don't know if he was present when he talked about biting kneecaps off. So he took a sip of coffee, walked on stage, blacked out, walked off, took another sip. <laughs> was like, did that go well? I mean, it's Detroit. Nothing ever goes well. So who cares, right? He's like, no one was watching, right? Maybe two local channels and yeah, about it. Oh, we're not yep. going to get to ESPN. Little did he know the Lions finally had some press coverage after that. Hey, Max, <laughs> the point of this show, it's a huge week for the NBA. You had the draft a week ago. This week's yeah. free agency tipped off Monday night at 6 p.m. Eastern. Are the LA Lakers favorites again after pulling off the incredible trade for Russ Westbrook they added Carmelo Anthony and Dwight Howard some good ancillary pieces to their big three now I mean the Lakers just got bounced in the first round but are they the favorites going into next season favorites is debatable are they going to make a title run absolutely when I first saw the Russ trade I looked at the Lakers depth and I said they just don't have enough right they lost you know kcp they lost trez and they lost uh kyle kuzma which again are role players off their bench they needed however a couple days after i saw that you have carmelo anthony you have a bunch of people coming in to dwight howard's coming back i mean you have all these people that have rebolstered their depth and with russ you know the king and the brow all playing together i mean come on that's wonderful showtime basketball that's about to be played it's scary. I mean, right now, look, they're my way too early pick to win it all. Dwight Howard came out and said he wants his damn parade. Of course, he won a ring in the bubble, <laughs> didn't get his yep. parade. He wants it. Carmelo yep. Anthony, who I want to get a parade personally as a Knicks fan, as a Mellow fan, he's teaming up with LeBron. Look, Knicks fans always dreamed about this happening at the Garden. We dreamed about LeBron coming to the Knicks, teaming up with Mellow. Never yeah. got it, never even got close to it. Now Mello and LeBron, two longtime friends, came in in the same incredible draft class as D-Wade, Chris Bosh. They get to play together. Yeah. I can't wait to see what they're going to do. And by the way, if you, like me, think that the Lakers are favorites going into next season, you can put in your future bets at betonline.ag. Make sure you visit that website or use your mobile device. Receive 50% off 
your welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game or before the season starts, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. That's Bet Online, proud sponsor of this episode of Serralo Sports Talk. Back to this Laker team. They yes, officially sir. have their big three. Max, how important is it nowadays in the NBA to have a big three in order to win? Did LeBron to the Heat or did your Celtics over a decade ago kind of just set that tone that you can't win without a big three? Uh, I would agree with that statement. You can't win without a big three. I mean, you saw – take a look at the Bucks, right, this year's champion. Before they added Drew Holiday to complete their big three, when it was just Giannis and Middleton, mm-hmm. who were they? They were first and second round exits. They were a good team, don't get me wrong, but they didn't get anything done. Adding that defensive guard, and now for the Lakers, adding Brody. I mean, you've completed it, the, the literal trifecta, and they look poised to, you know, make a deep run. So, of course, you know, I mentioned LeBron to the Heat, right? That is the most famous big three of all time. LeBron, D-Wade, Chris Bosh. Right. But the trend probably started with your Celtics, with Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and KG all teaming up in Boston. Of course, Pierce, yep. the longtime Celtic, but brought Ray Allen, brought KG over to join him. What's going on with the Celtics now? Uh, I mean, free agency, <laughs> you've got the Knicks making moves, which we're going to dive into. You had the Lakers ahead of the curve with that trade. You've got the Miami Heat, the Chicago Bulls. Everyone's no. getting in on the action. The Celtics had an uneventful draft. And so far, their only signing this week has been big man, who I love, by the way, Enos Cantor. I mean, what's going on with Brad Stevens, the GM? Oh, yeah. Well, so don't get me wrong. I love the Cantor signing. I was really sad when they shipped him off for absolute beans, you know, last year. <laughs> Um, because he's a good player. He, when he went on Portland, he had several 20 and 10 games. Yeah. I mean, my God, he's, he's a beast on the boards. He's a beast on offense and everybody craps on him for his defense. It's not that bad. It's not really. that bad. I, as a Knicks fan, bad. I'm saying it's not that bad. I love no. Cantor's style of play. Look, he's not a shooter. He's an old school, big man. No. I, as someone who, I mean, again, I'm only six, four, but I came up through the ranks, middle school, high school as a center. And I played an old school style of basketball. I appreciate a guy like Enos Cantor. I love it. I mean, we got Mitchell Robinson right now for the Knicks. He's mm-hmm. not a shooter, but he's a high percentage guy because all of his shots are within four, four to six feet of the rim. Uh, I mean, I love Cantor, but it's not enough if you're the Celtics. Yeah. Uh, so when free agency, you know, after the draft, we didn't need to draft this year, in my opinion. I don't think we needed to draft. We have a lot of dead weight on the roster right now with rookies who are either currently developing or haven't panned out. Yeah. What we need to do is literally like, cut off the chaff, get rid of the dead weight, and start making moves for veteran players. Now, I thought when Brad Stevens shipped Kemba Walker off, I was like, this is the start of something great. He's making moves. And Joe, I'm sorry that you're stuck with Kemba because it's a bloated contract off of a guy who can't play defense and is not clutch. Again, we'll get into that in a second. I could not be happier about Kemba Walker coming to the Knicks, but you can finish your your circumcised the Celtics spiel of cutting off the dead skin or dead weight. Okay. Okay. Well, okay, yeah, we'll talk about, I mean, why do you need Kemba if you have D. Rose? Okay, so here's the thing, right? D. Rose was being forced to, off the bench, play about 30 minutes a night this year, right? You had Alfred Payton as our starting point guard, who after 8 to 12 minutes would be gone. D. Rose would play the rest of the game. I think D. Rose is most effective playing about 18 minutes. If you can get 30 out of Kemba, which is an easy ask, he's what, 28 years old, he's in great shape, get 30 out of him, he can even give you 24, D. Rose can give you 24 I mean, I love the depth. I love that we have two point guards, right? There's no shuffling of D Rose to Alfred Payton to Frank, who was absolutely abysmal for his entire time in New York. (laughs) You got two point guards. You got two damn good point guards. And by the way, because of the OKC buyout, the Knicks are paying Kemba eight to nine million bucks for two years. I mean, I'll take that. 
I'll take that when we just extended Jules Randall to a four-year deal, a four-year extension rather, worth a nice contract. Mil. Yep, nice I'll contract. You got RJ Barrett on a rookie deal. When you've yep. got Evan Fournier, who, you know, truthfully, another guy we stole from your Celtics. I'm not a big Fournier fan, but you look at what he's doing in the Olympics right now. He's tearing it up. You look at what he's yep. done with the magic the past two seasons. He went a little cold when he got to Boston, but with Orlando, he was a prolific scorer, good two-way guy as well. I mean, to me, the Knicks have a starting five if you round it out with Mitchell Robinson, if he's healthy at the center position. They've got mm-hmm. a starting five that'll give you 85 points a game. And mm-hmm. they've got a really deep bench to complement that. It's not like, you know, after their starting five, they drop off. That's not counting Derrick Rose giving you 12 off the bench or Emmanuel Quickly or Obi Toppin, two guys that can develop oh. beautifully. Alec Burks, who yep. if he's on, can go five of six from three and give you 15 off the bench any night. Uh, yep. I mean, this is a really fun Knicks squad going into next year that I think is going to compete with Brooklyn. I don't think that they'll be atop the Atlantic, but I think yep. they'll compete with Brooklyn. I think they'll be better than Philly. Uh, yeah, well, Philly, I mean, Philly's losing out. I mean, Philly <laughs> with Ben Simmons, that's a whole nother deal. I mean, we, we, we now it's proven, literally proven from this playoffs that this man cannot shoot. But on oh. your Knicks point, Joe, I mean, I agree. Will you guys be a uh, one-two seed? No, probably not. You'll probably be three or four. But the difference is going to come when you guys stay at the three or four seed and you make it to the playoffs. Where last year you only had Julius Randle who was showing up. And my my God, like he was tired. He just shot poorly. Yeah. He looked like he was at the end of his rope. This year, you've made the adjustment where by the time you get to the playoffs, you have D Rose, you have Kemba, you have the rookies, Obi Toppin and Emmanuel Quickly. I mean, you have these guys that are going to step up, right? They have another year under their belt and they're going to be able to take the load off of Randall and distribute the ball. Well, I mean, with two, like, you know, Kemba's not, he's really not a playmaker. He's more of like a scoring guard, but he'll give you some assists. He'll give you four assists a game. You know, I mean, I, I think he's more of a playmaker than you might give him credit for. I see him as a, okay. a six to seven assists per game guy on this team because he's got Fournier, Barrett, Jules. I mean, and truthfully, yes, Kemba is a scorer, right? That goes back yes. to his college days playing under Jim right. Calhoun at UConn. He was the guy, ball in his hands, final possession. But with Kemba now, in Fournier, Barrett, Walker, and Randall, you've got four guys that can average 20 a game. I don't think they yep. all will, but they're all capable of it. And they can all yep. take over any night. You know, I, I yep. mentioned Rose. I got into the depth. Like, we can dissect this Knicks roster. It's deep. Uh, they don't have that top echelon star. They don't have a top 10 player on this roster. But they've got enough top 30 guys, maybe top 40 guys, that they can compete. You know, I think that yeah. we saw an Atlanta team. Of course, they have a top 10 guy in Trey Young. We saw them make a run to the conference finals. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities for the Knicks to do the same exact thing. I think that they're a fun team going into this year. And I think that the Knicks are true contenders. Well, I think that the Chicago Bulls, Max, are pretenders Mm. with the moves that they've been making. A couple of sign-in trades bring Lonzo Ball to Chicago and DeMar DeRozan to the Bulls. They'll team up with Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic. Do you see the Bulls with, I mean, those four really good players as contenders or no? Because I'm not sold. Uh, no, okay. I, I am sold. I am sold. And okay. I'll tell you why. Is like Last year, it, the Bulls are just missing just like a touch. I loved watching them because, man, they are fun. Behind Zach Levine, I mean, you put Zach Levine with anybody, fun to watch. I love that, man. Vooch, now you have one of the top shooting, premier shooting centers in the league. And now you add Lonzo Ball, who is a gifted playmaker is he Useless the best in my opinion, but okay. <laughs> uh, well, no, I, I disagree. I think that when you have again, DeMar DeRozan, right. You have Alex Caruso coming to the team as well. 
right? And you have, you know, you, I have Tony Bradley and this is on top of, you know, Vooch. They did get rid of Daniel Tice, who I liked as like a backup big man, but um, that team composition as a whole, I think they're going to be fun. And I think, you know, are they again going to be a top seed in the East? No, they're going to be a solid like middle of the road, but they have the potential. They're one of those teams where when they get to the playoffs has potential to like make an actual decent run. Did you see the Hawks going as far as they did this year? Because I didn't. I actually said a few weeks ago on this show, or rather maybe June 1st on this show to give you the date, whoever won the Knicks Hawks series was going to beat Philly. Okay. So, I mean, that's how low I am on Philly. And I'm low on Chicago for, for this reason. I'll keep it brief, right? Tom okay. Thibodeau, coach of the Knicks, coach of the year. Love him. He's a defensive guy. Yeah. Was the coach of the Bulls. Had a lot of success as the coach of the Bulls. Since yeah. he left with the roster that they've stacked up, the Bulls are one of the worst defensive teams in basketball. Lonzo, good defender. DeMar DeRozan, just not a good defender. Zach Levine, I, I would say awful defender. Vucevic, you said one of the best shooting centers in the game. Useless on defense. The Bulls will put up 115 a night. They'll give up 120. And that's why I think that they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll be truthfully in that play-in game in the new play-in tournament. I think that's where their ceiling is right now. And mm. even if they win and make it in from the play-in, if they go one and one, get the eight seed or get the seven seed, I think the Bulls are an easy out in the playoffs. Unlike you, I don't think that they're a team that can cause some damage in the postseason. Max, we've got like under two minutes to go. So before we wrap this up, yes, sir. Golden State, Ben Simmons, he has stopped talking to the Philadelphia 76ers. Only his agent is currently doing so. He wants a trade to the Warriors. Is he a good fit there? Uh, he kind of reminds me of like Andrew Wiggins going to the Warriors. Yeah. It's like he'll be there. He'll, yeah. you know, do some stuff. Is that going to make them, you know, championship? No, it's not. He, I mean, until this man puts the work in and learns how to actually shoot and like steps up. No, he's not going to make a difference anywhere. I don't think. Just. He, he, he's a bust and, and you, you hate to see it. Uh, people were clowning him for a long time, but after this last playoff run, I mean, it, it kind of disgraced. You know, I think Ben Simmons would have been great in the NBA in the sixties or seventies. I mean, yep. Golden State has a point guard in Steph Curry who can also shoot. Why do they need a point guard who can't, who can't. shoot? Like yep. at this point, it's just like, if you're limiting yourself to going there, it's not it. It's not yep. it. You know, follow Markel yep. Fultz, go to Orlando, uh, go to Detroit, like, you know, go somewhere that no one will care that you suck. You can't suck in Philly and you certainly can't suck in Golden State. Ben Simmons is a lost cause. But Max, thanks so much for joining the show again. Absolutely. This, this episode of Sorallo Sports Talk is presented by betonline.ag. I'm Joe Sorallo. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.